Welcome back to America on Trial, the brand new daily podcast where we will provide you with all the information you need to get through your day and feel confident that you will be prepared for this most extraordinary and consequential of presidential elections this fall. I'm your host, Josh Hammer, and I will be with you every day helping you to navigate the legal landscape of sprawling litigation and unprecedented lawfare afflicting former president and perhaps future president Donald Trump, the incumbent president Joe Biden, and all of the various ramifications of this most unprecedented of elections. If you missed our debut episode yesterday, go ahead and check it out. We are excited to be with you in the saddle here, day in and day out. Let's start off by going around the horn. So yesterday on our pilot episode, we discussed this extraordinary verdict of $83.3 million in damages that were ordered against President Trump last Friday when it comes to the defamation case against E. Jean Carroll in New York City. E. Jean Carroll, recall, spoke with the New Yorker, the liberal magazine back in 2019, accusing Donald Trump of sexually assaulting and groping her in a Bergdorf Goodman 25, 30 years ago or so. There's been two separate litigation tracks. One resulted in a $5 million verdict last year. The second now resulted in this astonishing, and I would argue, as I did yesterday, an unconstitutional number of $83.3 million in damages, including that $65 million in punitive damages. Anyway, just to put a code on that, just to wrap up that line of thought for now at least, because Trump's obviously going to appeal this judgment, and I would feel fairly confident that he will ultimately prevail on this in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit, the appellate court there in New York State. But last night, you had E. Jean Carroll go on Rachel Maddow's show on MSNBC and, and, and get a load of this. You know, E. Jean Carroll is a patently unserious woman in the first place. Recall that she is someone who has previously spoken on cable television about how she has delusions about being raped. She has fantasies about being raped. She has a pet that she named after her own genitalia, speaking of classy. So E. Jean Carroll was on with Rachel Maddow last night. Her Maddow asks E. Jean Carroll, she says, Quote, you have talked about using some of Trump's money that you're about to get to help shore up women's rights. What might that look like? And E. Jean Carroll responds, this is on MSNBC television. She says, first thing, Rachel, you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely new wardrobes, new shoes, a motorcycle for this attorney, a new fishing rod for my other attorney. Rachel, what do you want, a penthouse? It's yours. You know, I wish that I were joking relaying this information, but, you know, say what you will about Donald Trump, but he certainly does managed to find just, just the most cartoon character of all cartoon characters of political enemies. E. Jean Carroll certainly fits into that description. Continuing our journey around the horn here, we are expecting a, a possible ruling as early as later this week. It, perhaps more likely will come next week, but it's, it's coming soon is the point. In a, another civil lawsuit there in New York State involving Donald Trump, this is New York Attorney General Tish James's fraud case. This is a sprawling, a sprawling civil case. It might give off the impression of being a criminal case because it's coming from the attorney general. It's technically a civil case due to a bit of a quirk in New York state law there. And attorney general Tish James is effectively trying to dissolve the Trump organization. She is alleging that the Trump organization has committed fraud in years, for, for many years now, for allegedly inflating the value of their property, Mar-a-Lago, and, 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 and various other Trump organization holdings, and therefore they have secured loans on more favorable terms from Deutsche Bank and other major financial institutions. It, it, it is an extraordinarily dangerous case. And get a load of this. 
overnight we had this article come in from from the Associated Press. And this is the Associated Press. This is main, as mainstream media as it gets. This is not conservative media, folks. Headline from the Associated Press when it comes to Tish James's civil suit against a Trump organization. The headline, quote, dissolving Trump's business empire would stand apart in history of New York fraud law. Get a load of this analysis. Quote, an Associated Press analysis of nearly 70 years of civil cases under the law showed that such a penalty, and, you know, sidetrack here, they're talking about dissolving the Trump organization. So the Associated Press analysis would show that this penalty of dissolving the Trump organization, quote, has only been imposed a dozen previous times, and Trump's case stands apart in a significant way. It's the only big business found that was threatened with a shutdown without a showing of obvious victims and major losses. That is the Associated Press saying that Tish James here is going way out on a limb that she is in uncharted waters when it comes to her attempt to vindictively, with all the vengeance and the vendetta that you might expect from a card-carrying member of the Democratic Party's lawfare wing, the Soros-funded lawfare wing, she is clearly going out here in a way that has stood apart, according to the Associated Press's own analysis in the history of New York fraud law. This might well be the most chilling, actually, of all of the various Trump trials and some of the other Bits of litigation are getting more headlines. And don't get me wrong, when it comes to impinging upon free speech, chilling free speech, the Jack Smith federal prosecution in Washington, D.C., when it comes to the post-2020 election conduct, to say nothing of the Fonnie Willis RICO prosecution down in Fulton County, Georgia, th these have serious ramifications for free speech and free elections in these United States. But when it comes to a chilling effect for the median American long-term Man, if Tish James gets her way there in New York State, extraordinarily dangerous stuff. Think about trying to start a business there in New York State when the power of the state can be used to try to, to dissolve your business simply because some appraiser at a bank might have appraised your value at a figure with which you subjectively disagree. Absolutely wild stuff. Looking back to our legal calendar here, we're, we're expecting some, some, some further motions and, and hearings later this week when it comes to some of the 14th Amendment's ballot access litigation. So just today, actually, there is an eight-member special state officers electoral board meeting in Illinois. They are talking about whether Trump should be removed from the state ballot there in Illinois. Recall that, that the Colorado Supreme Court has already ruled that he is ineligible. The Secretary of State of Maine has purported to do the same we are currently at this point when it comes to the 14th Amendment litigation waiting for the U.S. Supreme Court to hear oral argument on that coming up here very shortly in the next couple of weeks. That is rushed litigation, and we are expecting a ruling there that likely will be abided by, likely will be upheld by all the various states, Illinois, Colorado, Maine, and all the others who are talking about that. So that really is the big update when it comes to that there. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now for today's deep dive. We are on this show talking mostly about Donald Trump, Hunter Biden, 14th Amendment ballot access, the question of who decides our, our elections, is it we the people, is it the Democrat media complex, as Andrew Breitbart famously told it, is it the unelected bureaucrats, the unelected judges, but occasionally, and I want to set this precedent in the show early, occasionally there there is going to be a legal issue that does not directly implicate Donald Trump or Joe Biden that is so important that we really do need to unpack it for you, and as the case may be, the one that I want to unpack for you today actually does involve Joe Biden actually does involve very serious and clear and tangible ramifications for the 2024 presidential election. So in case you've been sleeping under a rock for the past week or so, there has been a massive, massive issue, a massive crisis, a massive butting of heads at the United States-Mexico border. And this crisis, this butting of heads at the border, this Mexican standoff, if you will, pun very much intended, does not actually involve the United States and Mexico. Now, this is not Emilio Zapata from the World War I era, the, the expedition down in Mexico. This is not a standoff versus the cartels or, or, or anything like that. This is instead a standoff between the federal government and the states. This is involving Joe Biden. This is involving Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, and it is involving lots and lots of constitutional law 101 with juicy, juicy political implications as it pertains to the 2024 election. So the United States has been inundated with an unprecedented border invasion in recent years. And the numbers don't lie. The last month for which we have data towards the very end of the year 2023 had the most number of crossings of any single month in the history of this country. Anyone who has ever turned on cable news or wherever you want to get your news, you've seen these these horrific images, just galling images in the high Sonoran Desert in Arizona and Lukeville, Arizona, crossing the border there in Eagle Pass or Del Rio, Texas, all throughout, all throughout the U.S.-Mexico border. This administration has no interest, has no interest whatsoever in enforcing our immigration laws. Alejandro Mayorkas has been extraordinarily outspoken about that. He would be the Secretary of Homeland Security. Joe Biden himself has been very outspoken about that. We can talk about perhaps another time why that is the case. I certainly have my own theories about that and why the Democratic Party is trying to willfully bring in millions and millions and millions of people who the people here don't actually want. We can talk about that another day. The question is, who has authority to keep this invasion out. And the U.S. Supreme Court last week, in an astonishing ruling, ruled five to four, that U.S. Border Patrol agents have the authority to go in to Texas on the U.S.-Mexico border and to snip the razor wire fencing that the state of Texas has put up there. Now, first of all, it must be said that you don't get to five votes for this order on the Supreme Court without 
John Roberts, the Chief Justice and the Mercurial Swing Vote. You don't get there without him joining. You also don't get there, by the way, without Amy Coney Barrett joining. Amy Coney Barrett being the final, the third of the three Trump nominees. This is part of a very troubling pattern of behavior from Amy Coney Barrett, along with Brett Kavanaugh and, to a slightly lesser extent, Neil Gorsuch. Unfortunately, all, all three of the Trump nominees to the Supreme Court, while they have certainly come through in many of the very high-profile cases, the Dobbs abortion case, the affirmative action case, they, they continue to be less than stellar, less than solid. This is, a, this is an extraordinary, extraordinary ruling by Amy Coney Barrett and really ought to be a, a major red flag for conservatives when it comes to judicial nominations in the future. In any event, the order says nothing about whether the state of Texas can actually put up new razor wire, as Greg Abbott had been instructing his Texas Department of Public Safety and Texas Rangers to do. It only says that U.S. Border Patrol has the authority to go in there, to go down to the Rio Grande and snip the actual current wire that Texas has already put up. So, this implicates major questions of sovereignty. There are there are huge questions that come to mind here. This is who who is sovereign? I mean, that really kind of is the ultimate question here. It's a theoretical question, sure, but it's also a very tangible on the ground question right now that we are seeing play out on the Rio Grande River. And in America's constitutional order, it is constitutional law 101, I would submit to you that both the national government and the states respectively are sovereign entities. If you go back to the Philadelphia Convention to draft the Constitution in 1787, it was literally the states that created the national government in the first place. And our national government is one of strictly enumerated powers. Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution enumerates 18 specific powers for Congress. The president has his uh, his executive power. He's vested with the, quote, executive power of the United States. He's commander-in-chief and so forth there. But the national government is one of strictly enumerated powers. These states themselves have the plenary powers, and they are sovereign entities. And as sovereign entities, they absolutely have the right to exclude. So let's go back a little bit here. There's a Wonderful. Well, the outcome was less than wonderful, but there's a very important Supreme Court case called Arizona versus versus United States from the year 2012. This involves measures by the state of Arizona under then Governor Jan Brewer to crack down on illegal immigration in her state. Some of these laws, such as the so-called show me your papers law, made it all the way to the Supreme Court and some were upheld, some were thrown out. Justice Antonin Scalia, the, the late great Antonin Scalia, waxed poetic for a long time in his partial concurrence, partial dissent in this case, about what it means to be a, a sovereign entity. Here, here's what Justice Scalia wrote. He said, quote, As a sovereign, Arizona has the inherent power to exclude persons from its territory subject only to those limitations expressed in the Constitution or constitutionally imposed by Congress. And here, Justice Scalia then quotes the seminal legal treatise, a major treatise from the 18th century from Emmerich de Vattel, who was one of the founding fathers of what today we refer to as so-called international law. This was his treatise on the law of nations. This is Justice Scalia quoting him in Arizona versus United States, quote, the sovereign may forbid the entrance of his territory either to foreigners in general or in particular cases or to certain persons or for certain particular purposes according as he may think it advantageous to the state. So what, he, what 
Vattel is basically saying there is that the sovereign has plenary power, has full and complete unmitigated power to exclude whoever the heck it wants to exclude for any reason whatsoever. This is literally the, the right to exclude is the singular defining feature of what it means to be a sovereign entity. And going back to what we were just saying about how it was the states who actually created the federal government, not the way around, Scalia later in his Arizona versus United States concurrence or dissent says, quote, after the adoption of the Constitution, there was some doubt about the power of the federal government to control immigration, but there was no doubt about the power of the states to do so. Let's just quote him one more time. A little further, a little further down in Arizona versus the United States, this is when Justice Scalia is reaching his conclusion. He says, quote, but there has come to pass and is with us today the specter that Arizona and the states that support it predicted, a federal government that does not want to enforce the immigration laws as written and leaves the state's borders unprotected against immigrants whom those laws would exclude. So the issue is a stark one. Are the sovereign states at the mercy of the federal executive's refusal to enforce the nation's immigration laws? So substitute the word Arizona for Texas and you get essentially exactly where we are today. It is a really tragic situation, but the notion that Texas does not have the right to defend its borders against this unprecedented invasion, especially a time when the Biden administration, the national government are adamantly refusing to do so. The notion that that they have no right to do that is absolutely positively absurd. As I already noted, it also is not what the Supreme Court's order actually dictates here. Finally, consider the politics here just for a moment. Joe Biden's approval rating on the issue of immigration is dramatically underwater depends on the poll usually 25 30 points underwater probably getting even worse given that the numbers at the border the crossings the gotaways and and whatnot are only getting worse on a month-by-month basis at a time like this where joe biden is fighting for his political life where he is currently trailing to the presumptive republican nominee donald trump in many of the swing states across the country at a time like this where the immigration issue is perhaps his achilles heel of all achilles heel is he really is he really going to get himself into a standoff situation with Greg Abbott and the state of Texas when they are simply doing what the majority of the American people are clamoring for the national government to do which is to defend our borders and to secure our sovereignty there's absolutely no way Greg Abbott has been vocally supported now by every other Republican governor in the country other than Governor Scott in Vermont So you have half the country that has vowed to stand with Texas, some of the more vocal public-facing Republican governors, such as Ron DeSantis here in my state of Florida, have been been very outspoken about it. They are are, are sending state guardsmen to to Texas if, if Greg Abbott wants the help to help out there to defend the border. Do you really think that Joe Biden, given those political headwinds, is going to put himself into a position where you could, God forbid, see guns pointed from federal troops to No. No, absolutely, positively not. So as a matter of pure politics here, Joe Biden and the Biden administration are bluffing. Greg Abbott should call his bluff as he has done. He should stand strong here. The American people are with him. And not only are the American people with him, but the U.S. Constitution is with him as well. Because Texas is a sovereign state in these United States. And the very moment that Texas ceases to be able to secure its own border from an an invasion of this magnitude, 
That is the moment that Texas ceases to be a sovereign state, thus upending the entire purpose of this constitutional order. So God bless the state of Texas. You, you, sir, you, Governor Abbott, you have the Constitution on your side. You have the people on your side. Stand strong. Don't bat an eyelash. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.